Hey, my brothers and sisters of God's God Church, B's the chaplain here. The first thing I want to say is that I've missed you all heaps. I've had a heck of a year and um, I'll, I'll pretty much share a lot about that in, in the message today. But that's what I wanted to say. First and foremost, thank you so much uh, to the God Squad Church team for inviting me to deliver this message here uh, for this weekend. Now, this is a pre-recorded message because I still don't trust my internet. For those of you who don't know me, um, I'm all the way in Sydney, Australia. And so, um, so for the regulars out there, great to see you all again. And um, yeah, I'm so blessed that I can, I'm still part of the community. Now, this might not be, um, so that, though this is a pre-recorded message, hopefully I'll be online in the chat somewhere. But the problem is this weekend in Sydney, Australia, it's daylight savings. So I don't know if I've got my times wrong. So hopefully I'm there either for the first session or the second session. Now, um, either way, uh, hopefully when this year starts to wrap up, I'll be able to jump on uh, God's God Church's channel and hang out with you guys a lot more, either on Twitch or on Discord. Uh, but I miss you heaps. Um, but I'm so grateful that I can still deliver this message for this weekend. Um, speaking of the message, my message today, um, as we're going, we're continuing our journey through the book of Luke. And um, the title of this message is Gift or Reward. Um, and we're seeing Jesus Christ and the life that he wants for us and evaluating or exploring, is it a gift or is it a reward? Now, um, you know, once again, I'm always kind of nervous because uh, I'm disconnected from you. I miss you lots. And I'm just really hoping that God is able to speak through me um, in this message today. So I'm just going to invite you all to um, just bow your heads and close your eyes as we open this part uh, of the program with a word of prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for technology. Thank you so much that we can gather from all different parts of the globe and connect with you and have an experience of who you are. We thank you for your love, your mercy, your compassion, your grace. We thank you for the gift that you've given us um, through your son. And we thank you that we can celebrate eternal life. And I pray that as we explore this message today, we get a brand new glimpse and a deeper understanding of who you are. Lord, I pray that you be with me, fill me with the Spirit, so the words that I speak are captured by the hearts and the minds of everyone who's listening uh, today. And may these words be um, words of transformation, words of healing, words of love, and words of life. And Lord, I finally pray that you take this message as an offering and your will be done with it. I ask this all in your loving name. Amen. And if I'm in the group chat, I'll probably just drop an amen. So if you're if you're ready to hear the word, let me hear you say amen in the group chat. And hopefully it's flat in by now. Um, so the reason why I've titled this message gift or reward is because that's what we're going to do. We're going to explore the idea um, of the gift. Um, a gift is something. Oh, well, we're going to explore the idea. Has our life that Christ has given us, um, that life of abundance in him, do we see it? Do we recognize it as a gift or is it a reward? Now, a gift is something that has been given to us freely. A reward is something that you need to strive to attain. Yeah. Um, now, though we all know that salvation and eternal life given to us by Jesus Christ is a free gift, um, do we actually live in agreement to that? Or do we actually do something different? 
Now the uh, passage we're going to explore today is Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42, and I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Uh, I just really um, appreciate how in this version, um, it's simple for me to understand, and it's easy for me to follow along. And I'll be reading two passages, but we'll read this uh, first one. And it's Jesus visits Martha and Mary. In verse 38, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to, to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Uh, her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the, um, by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you're worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Now I'm going to, today we're going to be exploring the comparison gift or reward. And we're going to explore it through the two characters found in this story. Apart from the disciples, there's Jesus, and then there's Mary, and then there's Martha. Now, in this comparison, Mary's at the feet of Jesus. She's spending time with him. She's in his presence, and she's listening to every word. She's hanging on to every word he's saying, and she's basking in the ambience of who he is. And she's building and fostering relationship with him. She's taking, like she's capitalizing on the opportunity that he is at her house. And so he, she's making the most of it. And she's saying, well, if you're here with me and I have this opportunity, I'm going to take, take advantage. I'm going to capitalize. I'm going to use this opportunity to the best that I can. I'm going to make the most of it. Martha, however, is working and he's too distracted to actually live in the experience of Christ being at her house. So Jesus Christ is there and she's wanting to impress him by this big extravagant dinner that she's focused on the working rather than in the being. And for me, I start to see the difference. I see that Mary is appreciating Jesus Christ as the gift that she's freely receiving. Mary is receiving Christ into her life, into her home, into her presence, and then she's just making the most of that experience. Martha, however, seems to be struggling with the concept because she's trying to somewhat impress Jesus. She's trying to say, yes, I understand that Jesus is important. He's a rabbi. He's a teacher. He's well known in this area. Everyone wants to see him, and he just so happens to be at my house. So I've got to make the most of it, but I've got to impress him, and I've got to show that I've got to show him how grateful I am. So I've got to do this extravagant dinner. And she goes, she goes above and beyond. But the thing is, there's nothing wrong with putting on something and coming from a generous heart. However, the generous heart seems to be tainted with something else. Because if it was coming from pure generosity and pure humility, she wouldn't then come to Jesus and complain to him about her sister. Why are you letting Mary do nothing? She, I'm, here I am slaving away, you know, while Mary just does nothing. For me, she's seeking the reward. She's striving for something that she feels she doesn't have. But Jesus is already in her house and he's saying, I just want to celebrate with you. 
I just want to be with you. I just want to have community with you. You don't need to do the extravagance, especially if it's going to come to the detriment of your relationship with me, especially if it's going to come to the detriment of your relationship with your sister. That's not what I'm about. If I'm in your home, I am here with you and that should be enough. Now, um, this is like, I, ca I can't, I can't hate on Martha because like I was, I was right there. I'll give you an example. Last Christmas, <coughs> sorry, last Christmas, Karen and I decided to buy, um, a present for one another as, as we do, but you know, we moved house. It was a big change. So we we're like, oh man, there's such a frustration in trying to find a gift. And, and we said, Hey, how about, you know, how about we just buy a combined gift? Something we both wanted. And, you know, surprise, surprise. Okay, by the way, Karen is a gamer. She doesn't want to admit it, but she is a gamer. She loves Overcooked and she loves playing mobile games. And I've said this before in a previous sermon, mobile games is still classified as games. So in my opinion, if you play mobile games, you're a gamer still. I could be wrong. And, you know, if this is like a, an opinion that is only mine, I'll, I'll still wear it, but it's okay. Anyway, as the, going back to the story, me and Karen decide to buy a PS5. That's an expensive gift. And we didn't buy one each. Come on, we're not crazy. We bought a combined gift for one another and we bought a PS5. Now, the reason why the, like, it was a lot of money is because, you know, we, ha we had a PS4. We got a PS5 because it was an upgrade. And there was so much more in regards to like graphics. There's, there was, I think, an engine called Unreal Engine where it kind of made things a whole lot more realistic. And, you know... Um, yeah, it just took things to the next level in regards to graphics and in regards to overall gaming experience. So we were like, yeah, let's get it. And we got ourselves a gift. We, you know, treated ourselves, you know, for one another for Christmas. And then we bought a game and the game was actually called, um, we started playing different games, but one key game that we really liked was, uh, a game called, uh, it takes two. And it's, uh, if you've never played it before, it's about um, a couple that seems to be on the rocks, about to get divorced, and then their child um, has a dream or something happens, and they're forced into this fantasy world where they are, um, the father and mother are playing the role of the child's toy. And they go through all these adventures, and, you know, Karen and I were so keen to play this game, and um, we went through it. We ended up finishing it in a couple of days and afterwards we were like, yeah, that was fun. Don't get me wrong. It was a great game. It was a brilliant idea, but I realized that though it was, it was fun. I completely missed the purpose of why we bought a PS5. Like we played the game and in my opinion, I rushed straight through it. I was just focused on, focused on clocking the game. I just was just focused on getting through it. You know, and, and the sad thing was me and Karen were using that time. Like we had date night and then one particular date night would say, oh, let's play our game. You know, but for me, I was too like competitive or hyper-focused on finishing the game. Two things I missed. One, I missed the actual time spent with my wife and, you know, building relationship with her. And second of all, and probably, you know, more importantly, we spent heaps of money on a PS5 and I didn't even take the opportunity to appreciate the graphics, right? When I was growing up, and this is going to show my age, I was, um, I had an Atari 
And for those of you who don't know what the Atari is, Google it. You'll, it's an 80s console or late 70s, early 80s console. And we had an, I had an Atari con computer. If you're in, in my generation, it's around the same era as a Commodore 64. Anyway, um, the graphics was terrible. It was all pixelated. You know, it was you're, you're playing like paddle kind of thing. But the reason why I mention this and the reason why I bring it up is because if It Takes Two had the graphics on the Atari, it wouldn't have made a difference to me because I was just too focused on the wrong thing. What is the point of getting a PS5 if I'm not even going to appreciate the reason why we bought the PS5 in the first place? And so for me, I was focused on the wrong thing. Right, I was too focused on striving to, you know, get to the end of the game that I didn't even really appreciate one being in the moment with my wife and enjoying the fact that we found a game that we have in common and spending time with her. And the second thing is like appreciating the graphics. And like now that I look back on it, the graphics are amazing. <laughs> they were really good. Um to to kind of I guess uh to compare. And this is something that I really appreciated about um, and something that like for me to compare it to, um, earlier this year, either it was early this year or late last year, I was watching Pastor Susie's stream and he was streaming, I think the release of another expansion of World of Warcraft. I think it was Dragonflight or something along the line, those lines, but he got his, he got a, a group together, um, and he, he's, he did a raid, but I was watching it, um, over like a couple of hours and there was this one part I think they had to fight a boss or look for a, a particular or do a particular quest and um, they went to this they went to this uh, I guess this cliff or you know this space that was really high up and it was during a dusk scene and like I think they de defeated the boss and they were like okay well let's move on let's loot and let's take off but then Susie stops the party right and he goes guys let's just take a moment let's just take a moment to you know appreciate and uh, celebrate what we just did and let's just take a moment to have a look at the graphics and um, have a look at this scene and the details and the texture and the quality of the image and i sort and i and i couldn't help but sit back and say wow that you know in my head i'm like susie what are you doing man this is a game like you know why are you wasting time but it wasn't about the time, it was about appreciating what he, what the game was. You know, he was appreciating what his party did. And for me, here I am not focused on the intent, right? Here I am trying to strive for something, but Susie was like, no, the whole game is the experience. The experience is not just the challenge, but it's the whole thing. The colors, the graphics, the characters, the customization, that's what the experience is. And for me, I was just too focused on something else that I didn't even realize it. But I gl I'm glad that I took, you know, I took a lesson from that. And it kind of made me realize, am I looking, like, do I take it as a gift or am I constantly seeking a reward? A reward for something that I should already have or I actually already do possess. And so that's why I want to, when I want to bring it back to this story, I'm looking at Mary and though sometimes I'm conflicted because I was like, because I catch myself striving, Mary had it, Mary had it right. And Jesus said she had it right. But this is why it says here in verse 41, but the Lord said to Martha, who was complaining, said, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. 
Mary has discovered it and will not be taken away from her. And for me, I thought it was beautiful because though, Je um, because though Jesus was in Martha's presence, she, t she was too focused on working for him rather than resting in him. Martha was too focused on working for him or working to please him than rather resting in him. Mary, however, fulfills the passage that's found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. And it's a very famous passage, and I'm going to read it again. And this is once again in the NLT. And it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you, as you live in Jesus Christ. Jesus called Martha out for being worried. That's, he actually said, Martha, why are you worried about these things? Whereas in focus, she wasn't focused on spending on her time in Jesus. She wasn't spoke, focused on spending her time with Jesus. She was too worried about doing work for him. She was seeking a reward from Christ. She didn't see that his presence was in fact the gift. Because, if, because Mary, however, she's praying that prayer. She's saying, be anxious for nothing. She's like, well, I'm anxious for nothing. I'm worried about nothing. Why? Because Christ is here in my life, in my home, in my presence. And I now, because of him, I have peace that surpasses all understanding. And I don't have to work for it because I've already experienced it. And I'm experiencing it as a received gift. Mary wasn't worried about anything. Mary was at the feet of Jesus. She submitted everything in that moment over to him and she received him as a gift. Now, <clears throat> um, I just want to say it's confession time. Now, for those of you who don't know me, um, I just pray that you hear me with an open heart and that you hear my heart on this journey. For those of you who do know me, I just want to share and confess that um, Karen and I, me, me and my wife, and you know Karen, Kazdog, aka Wifey, aka Babe, um, we've had a really rough year. Now, before I continue, I need to share with you the reason why I'm, I'm saying this is because we are, live, are a living, breathing testimony of the goodness of God. If you walk away with anything after what I, with what I'm going to say now, I want you, one, not to pity me, not to pity Karen but celebrate how good God is in our lives, irrespective of the circumstances that we've been through. The reason why I wanted to say this is because I, I believe that God is good and he's taken us through one of the most hardest years of our life. And um, I'm just going to, I'll share with you, I guess, some of the milestones that really impacted us this year. Um, the first one was that my father was diagnosed with cancer earlier this year. And um, that really rocked me because um, I, didn't, I didn't expect it, but God carried me through it. God carried us through it. God carried my father through it to the point where I said to God, I said, God, if I have to say goodbye to my father this year, help me, give me the peace that surpasses all understanding. And I praise the Lord that he heard my prayer, but he said to me, Trust me, he's going to be okay. 
And I praise the Lord that in June, he, um, he had an operation, he removed the cancer, and he's, he's now cancer-free, uh, that we know, he's, and we, we, are, we celebrate that. Also, what happened in the, um, during this year is that, for those of you who knew, um, during my daily devotions and um, you know during last year with Winding Down the Week with Bees, I introduced you to our family dog. Uh, Luna, and since uh, joining God's God Church, knowing that um, Amanda's dog is Luna, uh, I started giving the um, Luna our, our, our Luna the nickname Chunleo, so there was no there was no confusion. Um, unfortunately, this year um, Luna got sick, and she her health declined in a space of I think a week. And we took her to the vet and we found out that she, um, she had Addison's disease, um, which is an autoimmune disease. And when we took her to the vet, they said um, there was nothing they could do about it. Um, so we had to put her to rest. And I think that that was probably the hardest thing um, this year was to let her go. But, I, but through it all, I just want to praise God that... He was able to carry us and he was able to turn Luna's life around. So though, <coughs> though she only spent a, a short amount of time with us, <coughs> um, she was a rescue. She was a puppy mill dog. And, um, you know, she was really scared when she came home. But boy, did God do a transformation in her life. And I praise the Lord that we could have been part of that journey where Karen and I were seen as safe for her. Karen and I was seen as peace for her. And um, when she passed, she was at rest. And so we praise God for that. Um, also, once again, um, I think for me, another challenging thing is that my ministry took a hit this year. Um, we had, I had challenges uh, with some of the leaders in my, in my church and there was a lot of um, conflict. And there was a decision that uh, I would be moved on and... Um, it, it created a, a space of doubt. It created a space of anxiety. It created a space of worry. But because I had received the gift of God and his presence in my life through it all, he carried me through it. And, um, and I think all of those ones pale into comparison to what we recently received, uh, the news we recently received. And um, when we went on holidays in the beginning, uh, sorry, in June, we took, because it was my 40th birthday, Yep, I, t I turned 40, um, getting old. And um, when we came back home, um, Karen told me that she was pregnant. And um, I've, I've always, I've never considered myself to be the career focused person. I've always thought of myself to be the family guy. And, um, and I was so excited and we were so excited. About two weeks ago, or two and a half weeks ago, we received the we received the news that Karen had a miscarriage and um, in my head, um, we grieved, we experienced loss, tremendous loss. And Karen and I really, that, 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 that hit us. But once again, I need to stress that we celebrate the goodness of God. We celebrate that because of him, his goodness and what he's done in our lives. And because he's given us himself as a free gift throughout this entire year, we've experienced peace. 
we've experienced joy, we've experienced love, and we've experienced it all, that irrespective of the circumstances. I praise the Lord because had I have not, me and Karen are probably the strongest um, in our relationship that we've ever been before. And I praise the Lord for his healing and reconciliation in our lives. We've gone through struggles over the last couple of years, but we are in such a good space because of the goodness of God. And I know that had this have happened, had this year have happened a couple of years back, we wouldn't have survived. But this year is different. And it's because this year, Karen and I have gone through a journey that we can celebrate Christ and we can receive him as a free gift. We've no longer strived for his goodness. We no longer strive for his mercy and compassion and grace because we accept it, we claim it, and we celebrate it. Christ is Christ loves us abundantly. And for me, for the person who was saturated in unworthiness, Christ broke my heart and gave broke that heart of stone, gave me a new heart, a new heart that was beating according to his will. And he was he has transformed me. So I've been healed. And so I can receive him as a free gift. I can receive his, we can receive his love, his mercy, his grace as a free gift. And though um, I say all these things because Karen and I are completely at peace. God has reminded me that it wasn't his fault. That And God knows that he, he journeyed with me during that loss. He mourned with me. He grieved with me. He was the shoulder that I could cry on. He, he was my comfort. He was my peace. He was with us every step of the way. And we could celebrate that today because we received the gift of Christ. We no longer have to strive for a, a reward because he has given us him. We have gone through a tough year, but praise the Lord that Christ is enough. Christ is enough for us. We are celebrating salvation and life in abundance in Christ. And the thing is, I know I'm going to be a dad. God has said to me, I am. And I praise the Lord that he's given me that hope. He has given me the desire of my heart. And he has given me the peace that I haven't lost hope in him. We have found peace in Christ. Christ is enough. He is the gift. So my brothers and sisters, i got a question for you. Where are you at with God? Are you striving for something he has already given you as a gift, as a free gift? Are you Mary? Are you resting in him? Are you receiving him? Are you just seeking and submitting to him and just being and basking in his presence? Or are you Martha? For some reason, you don't feel that you can just freely accept him. You need to strive. You need to work to try and impress him. You don't need to impress Jesus Christ. He says it himself. There is nothing that you can do that can separate uh, me from you. It's like uh, there's nothing you can do that can make me love you any more or any less because I just abundantly love you. Why? Because Christ is love and he is giving himself to us as a free gift. There is no need. There is no need to strive for the reward because he's given you, given you himself as a free gift. Are you striving for something that has already been given to you? Eternal life is yours to claim in Jesus' name. He wants you at his feet. Receive him as your free gift of salvation. Receive him as your free gift of forgiveness and freedom from sin.
Receive him as your free gift of eternal life. Receive him as your free gift of a life of abundance to experience here and now. Though Karen and I have gone through loss, we are living in abundance because he is our gift of life. He has given us hope. He has given us joy. He has given us him irrespective of the circumstances. He has also given that to you as well. He has promised you that. So claim it. Don't strive for the reward. Receive and claim your free gift in him. So the challenge that I have for you, my brothers and sisters, is if you're tired of striving and you want to receive the free gift of Jesus in your life, I want you to do something. I want you to type in the chat, Jesus, I receive you as my free gift today. I want you to type that. I want you to take a moment, talk to God, and then put aside the striving. If you feel, if only I do this, if only I need to do this, I need to keep doing this so that I can receive Jesus Christ. Christ is saying, I'm already here and I'm already yours. Receive me as a free gift. So if that is you, if you're going through the conflict, if you're going through the struggle, if you're going through the, the striving grind to try and receive him, I want you to type into the chat, Jesus, I receive you as my free gift today. And I want to pray for you. So thank you, church, for hearing this message. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for loving us. And thank you so much that Mary got it right. Mary discovered the truth about you. Mary discovered the real reason for you. And it's because you are life. You are everything. And you are the free gift. Lord, there are some brothers and sisters in our, in our church, in our church community, who feel separated from you, who feel that they need to strive, who need to continue to grind to get, to get good with you. There are even some of us in our community who might be putting their hands in the air saying, um, putting their hands in the air saying, you know, bees don't worry about me. I'm too far gone or I'm a lost cause. Lord, I pray that you reveal yourself to them in a brand new way, especially for the people who put in the chat, Lord Jesus, I receive you as a free gift today. Lord, I pray that you come into their hearts, give them brand new hearts, brand new lives, transform their minds so they can live according to your will and be at peace knowing that there is rest in you, there is freedom in you, there is life in you. So Lord, I thank you that you are our free gift. You're not our reward that we have to strive for, but you are a gift that we can always claim because you've given yourself to us freely. I pray that you give, um, you be with us now. I ask this all in your loving name. Amen. God bless you, church. Peace out. Much love. What an amazing message um, Pastor Bees just gave to us. I'm really, really happy that he's back. Uh, I hope that you guys got gained something from that message, but that was absolutely uh, just a heartwarming message. I think that a lot of us can not necessarily relate to the circumstances that he's been through the past year, but I know that we can all relate to having our times of trials having our times and maybe years or a year where it just seems like it seems like the trials and the challenges are just continuing to stack up on one another and we feel like that we can't get through it but i think it's an amazing testimony to see that somebody like pastor bees and his wife through the faith that they have in jesus through the experiences of the love that they know that god has given to them 
he said, don't pity me. We have peace and we have joy through Christ and through Christ alone. And it's only through the power of God can you receive that peace and that joy that he was talking about today. And the challenge that he just said, for those of you that have have been putting into the chat, Jesus, I receive you as my free gift. I think a lot of times as humans, we, we have this... Um, this notion that we have to just keep doing things for God, that it's going to get us into a better graces with him. Or uh, for maybe the people who have thought, I need to do more for God for him to be able to accept me because I need to be better. Well, no, it's not about you being better. It's not about you doing things for him so that he will accept you, but he already loves you with the perfect amount of love. He's already accepted you. He already loves you no matter what. The transformation will happen, but it can only happen through Christ. And so thank you, Pastor Bees, for your uh, your inspiring and amazing message. Uh, it was extremely encouraging to me, and I hope to all of you guys that are in chat, I hope that it was encouraging for you. And hey, maybe you were somebody today. Maybe you were that person who put that in the chat, who put, Jesus, I receive you as my free gift today, and that was the first time. That was the first time that you are accepting Jesus Christ into your life. Hey, we want to congratulate you and we want to celebrate with you as well. Maybe you were somebody who put that in chat today. And the reason why is because you've been stumbling along the way. Somewhere uh, you've been on that, you were on that path, but somewhere along the way you strayed off of it and you felt that today was the day that you needed to rededicate your life and you, stuck, you, you, you put your hands in the air and you said, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I need to get back. I need to get back on the, on, on the straight path that I used to be on. I haven't been on it for a while, but once again, hey, if this was your first time or a rededication, we want to celebrate with you. Uh, we want to congratulate you as well. And if you're, uh, if you did make that decision today, what I would encourage you to do, if somebody can type exclamation point connect in the chat. If you did make a decision today for the first time or a rededication, hey, I encourage you click on the link that comes up in that chat and fill out that form with as much information as you feel comfortable giving. We want to be able to, we want to be able to connect with you. We're not going to spam you with emails or anything like that, but I would love to be able to talk with you. I would love to be able to connect with you and answer any questions that you might have. You know, earlier this week, I was talking with somebody who who just had questions on what does prayer even look like? What what do I even do? How, how does that start? And we would love to be able to answer those types of questions for you. Where do you start reading in the Bible? What's something that you can read that will be inspiring in Bible? We would love to connect with you and be able to talk with you about that. And also maybe, uh, you know, you, if you made that decision today, um, there's a thing called water baptism that we believe that God has commanded us to do after we get saved. Is it something that saves you? No, but it's a public proclamation to other people saying, I am unashamed to follow Jesus. And we believe uh, that that is a, a great thing and a great step of faith and should be one of the first steps that you make after making a decision to follow Jesus Christ. And so um, please fill out that form, like I said, so we can connect you with you because we would love to be able to connect with you over that. But once again, congratulations to those of you that are accepting for the first time or rededicating your life. Um, and right now, guys, we're going to go into a time of offering and giving. And, uh, you know, offering and giving, I was talking with some people about it this week. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting because we talk about finances and it's an uncomfortable situation. A lot of people, they, they, they get really uncomfortable when we talk about finances. But here's the thing. Jesus wasn't scared about talking about finances. He wasn't scared about talking about people's money. 
and he wasn't scared about telling people where it should go. In fact, one of the one of the top five subjects that he talked about was actually money. And it was so important to him that he believed and he knew that we should be giving to God. And for me, and what we believe here at God Squad Church is that it's a form of worship. It's something that we do having faith that we are going to give, believing that God is going to continue to expand his kingdom, believing that he's going to continue to do that through the, the, the finances and the treasures that we give. And so for me, like I said, it's a form of worship. It's a form of faith as well, believing that God's going to continue to provide for you. I say this a lot, but me and my wife, we get on our hands and knees pretty often to ask God, what is it that you want us to give? And he gives us, you know, he gives us a percentage of what we need to be giving. You know, our budget doesn't start with what we've made. Our budget starts after we have given and then what we have left over after that. It's our first fruits. And that's what we believe here at God Squad Church that we should be doing. He can get, he normally gives us a number that doesn't seem practical. It doesn't seem possible. It's sacrificial. It hurts. But I can tell you this one thing for sure. God has never never once not provided for my wife and I. Many times it's been scary, but he has continued to provide time and time again. And I know and I expect that God is doing great things with the with the gifts that we give to him. And so I want to encourage you and challenge you today. Hey, if this is your first time here at God Squad Church, we don't want anything from you. We want everything for you. But if you call God Squad Church your home church, or maybe God's calling you to, to give today because you believe in what we're doing, uh, I want you to know there are multiple safe and secure ways you can give to God Squad Church. Uh, if somebody wants to type exclamation point give in the chat, you'll see a few things pop up in there. You can also go into the panels below and click on the give link. That will allow you to uh, easily use PayPal. You can also go to our website at godsquadchurch.com slash give, and you can do recurring monthly, recurring weekly, or a one-time donation. And then finally, if you're a U.S. resident, you can also use text to give by texting any amount to number 84321. The first time you do it, you're going to go through a little bit of a process. Um, but after that 30 second to a minute process, once again, all you got to do is type any amount to number 84321. But no matter how you are giving, we thank you so much for your your generosity and for your faithfulness because of because of you, we can continue giving the gospel of Jesus Christ to people throughout the world.